Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, January 26th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the TFM Founder Series. Spade, the GM of Neutron. Let's take a listen. Hi guys, this is Rebel DeFi on the TFM account. We've got Corporate Soy and then Spade on the Neutron account. Just seeing if we can get Spade up as a speaker. Um, I'm just trying to share this around social media just now. I thought I'd done an all right job of promoting, but we don't seem to have too many people in, but hopefully that's not going to affect the quality of this call. I'm really excited to find out more about Neutron from the guys. Hey, folks. Pleasure to be here. Hey, good to speak to you, Spade. Hey, Rebel. How are you doing? What, are you? what do we call corporate soy? What's the best? Is it soy? Soy. What do you go? Soy, soy. You've been to you've been to Thailand recently, right? It's, um, it's kind of like from uh, my old business that I had in Thailand. Uh, soy is the word for street, uh, so it's sort of uh, from that. But then the uh, the raccoons got hold of me a couple of weeks ago and uh, gave me some stick for working for P two P. So now it's corporate soy. <laughs> that's the awesome. story behind How, it. How's my how's my sound coming through, guys? Can you hear me? Okay. Very well, Maybe. sir. Yeah, very well. Okay. Awesome. For some reason, so I was breaking oh, up there, my end, but maybe it's just my headphones or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really excited to find out more about Neutron. I've shared um, your like mega thread at the top of this space. And that's like, I don't know how many media articles worth of stuff you've got in that thread, but it's, it's really brilliant. So if, if anyone's on the call and wants to find out more about Neutron and likes and seeing stuff in written form, that, that is well worth diving into um, thank you sir we put a lot of uh, a lot of work in this thread in this thread awesome glad to hear is it you that writes then yourself Swede? Mm, the mega thread was actually mostly written by by saw uh but i did write most of the underlying threads yeah uh he's, he's just being modest yeah it's like i mean i, I kind of put together a lot of the work that, that spade had done but um as I'm sure you'll sort of get to know over the over the course of this call, uh, you know, Spade's uh, really good technically and stuff like that, and um, really sort of driving the Neutron project forward. Um, and so, yeah, like uh, mo- most of that comes from him. Somebody wants a raise. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> right, I just turned my Wi-Fi off. I'm going to see if my data is going to carry me on this call. But yeah, struggling to hear you a bit there, but hopefully I'm not speaking over anyone. Um, I mean, yeah, before we sort of jump in to hear more about this like new L1 coming to Cosmos, um, are you happy to sort of introduce yourselves without necessarily doxing yourselves and um, how long you've been with Neutron and a little bit about your background? 
Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll, I'll quickly go first. Um, so, yeah, my name is uh, Corporate Soy or Soy2 Studio. I'm the community manager for Neutron. Um, basically, I kind of started about three months or so ago now and sort of in charge of Discord, Telegram, uh, coming up with community engagement strategies, um, which is sort of becoming a lot more work now that we're sort of approaching mainnet. Um, and uh, on the official Neutron account there, you've got Spade, who's our uh, general manager. Uh, and I'll let him tell you a little bit, bit about himself. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Um, I'm Spade. Uh, I'm part of the founding team of Neutron, which is um, a team of really good folk, folks from, uh, from P2P. Um, Neutron is developed by P2P. We've been together, like working together for, for quite a while. So we have a team that's um, really good at working together, which is really a strength. Um, and that has allowed us to basically at this point almost ship the, the project, although it's been, you know, barely six, seven months um, that, that ago that we started it. Um, and, uh, and yeah. Oh, we have Easy as well in the, in the call. Shout out to Easy, Master of Validators at the Lido DAO. Honored to have your presence, sir. Hey, Izzy. Um, I think I'm just getting some messages through from uh, from Rebel on uh, on Telegram, telling me he's been rugged by Twitter. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what we're gonna what we're gonna do about that. <laughs> can, can you hear us yet, Rebel? I, I can totally hear you fine. I cannot hear speed. It's not like he's breaking up or anything. It's just I literally cannot hear him. I mean, sometimes that happens. So can speed yeah. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you very well. Uh, can you hear? Can you guys hear me now? I can hear you fine. Um, maybe it's a good idea, Spade, yeah. if you just sort of like leave and come back and, and we'll bring you up again. Let's do it. Cool. So Spade couldn't hear me either? Uh, he could hear you, um, I believe. I have no I, idea listen, about I everybody else. I, I could yeah. hear everybody. Oh, you're in <laughs> prime position. So, okay. yeah, I mean... Like, I mean, I, I suppose wait for speed. That speed's very serious. Serious. Bring him up. Hey, hey. can you hear me? I'm as a co-host. See if that. Hey, we got you. There we go. Or I've got you this time, so I don't know quite what was going on there. Um, maybe a Twitter thing. Yeah, well, I, I first sort of heard of you when you were you were with Lido. Is that right? Yeah, I I, I, up? You uh, were. I started my. Uh, professional journey in um, in web3 as a community manager for for Lido Ontario yeah that's correct wow so you've gone from community manager to general manager in the space of <laughs> less than 12 months that is the fast paced world of crypto awesome um so i mean at the moment neutron is is i mean it's not on mainnet yet are we, are we live? We are live on testnet, is that right? Um, no, not yet. So we've run two testnets oh. for, for Neutron already. Um, so the Quark testnet, which was kind of um, a vanilla testnet with Neutron's own validator set, um, no interest in security. Um, and we participated. We were the first and for quite a while only chain to participate in, like consumer chain, to participate in Game of Chains. Um, the folks at Duality uh, did catch up, though, so kudos to them for, for that. Um, and so that allowed us to test the protocol um, quite in depth already. Um, that being said, we are launching a persistent testnet, meaning that this one will just continue running alongside the mainnet so that um, you know devs can test their apps, 
um, and people can get used to Neutron's functionalities and DAOs and uh, all of this. Um, sometimes early next month, the we haven't announced it yet because we're waiting for um, like there's a dependency like basically this persistent testnet will be onboarded um, onto Intrusion Security with the Cosmos Hub um, DevNet as well um, to replicate the setup of Neutron's mainnet and so. They're currently, they, they just set up the, the DevNet uh, a few days ago. Now we're waiting for them to um, test the, the release that they use to, to, to launch it, uh, make sure that it works well. And then once that's done, we'll, uh, we'll onboard Neutron, um, Neutron's testnet, um, and it'll just continue running from there, on, from there on. Awesome. So you mentioned it a couple of times in your response there, ICS, so Interchain Security. Are, I mean, is Neutron going to be the first consumer chain um, to launch with interchain security? Yeah, that, that's very, very likely. Um, there's, uh, as far as I know, there are basically three chains that are either ready or very, very close to being ready to launch on, on ICS. Um, those being Duality, the general asset issuance chain, and obviously Neutron. Um, most likely what's going to happen is that Neutron, like once replicated security or interchain security um, launches on the Cosmos hub. So once the technology is available, um, Neutron will probably be the first chain to go and then um, Duality or, or uh, the general asset issuance chain and, um, and, and the third one will go um, soon after. I think for other chains, it will take a bit more time before they are, they're ready to, to launch. Um, Okay, so I mean, just diving into that a little bit deeper, I mean, what's that going to mean for users? Why is it going to be interesting for us to like, okay, Neutron is running interchain security. Why is that going to pull me in to Neutron? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think there's two levels um, to this. There is from the user's perspective and there's from the developer's perspective. From the developer's perspective, it's it's fairly obvious. The um, the, the benefit is that um, if you trust the Cosmos Hub to be um, resistant to attacks because it has sufficient proof of stake security, then you can trust Neutron to also be resistant to attacks, um, or at least as resistant as the as as the Cosmos Hub is, which is um, you know uh, an order or of magnitude um, or two more secure than other chains in, in Cosmos. And that kind of matters because um, if you're building a TVL intensive protocol like um, DEXs, money markets, liquid staking, um, stable coins, anything that you know secures large amounts of funds, um, you want to have that security because if you, you know, the, the more the more you go beyond that kind of like threshold, the more your protocol eff effectively turns into a honeypot and the more it may become um, interesting and profitable for for an attacker uh, an attacker to um, to overtake your protocol. So the first thing is that it provides devs with one um, the peace of mind of knowing that um, their like their assets and protocols are are well secured, um, and they it provides a, a degree of security that's high enough to know that you won't be bottlenecked um, by the underlying security of the platform at least not anytime soon. Um, so that you have, you know, the ability to grow your protocol as well. Um, the other kind of like side of the coin is that you you get you get security for much cheaper than you would get by having your own app chain. Um, it's really difficult actually to to reach like high degrees of proof of stake security on app chains because 
your own application is bear, like bearing the cost of um, you know incentivizing validators, making sure that they're profitable so that they're they can be loyal long term. Um, since your application is is supporting that cost alone, um, it it is likely that it eats into its um, the profitability of that of that application way more. Um, interest in security has a bit of a different model, which means that we can not only have a lo lower cost of security per unit, I guess, um, but also we can socialize this cost across all of the participants, all of the all of the DApps, and all of the um, the users on that chain. Um, from the user's perspective, I think it's a it's a bit different. Um, the first one is that Neutron is kind of like part of that economic zone of um, the hub, which means that it's a great place for a lot of um, protocols that need some degree of critical neutrality, and it's a really good place for a lot of like ecosystem-wide infrastructure, like name services, treasury management um, tools, DAO management tools, um, anything that needs that makes more sense to build as a smart contract. Because, for example, either it's a public good that doesn't generate any revenue, or that wouldn't generate a lot of revenue. Um, then you can you can essentially deploy it on Neutron, have access to the entire ecosystem via Neutron's cross-chain infrastructure. Um, yeah, um, I think yeah, I think that's kind of like some of the, the the key points. Yeah, pretty comprehensive response there. I mean, you mentioned some keywords as far as I'm concerned: TVL, money markets. I love this stuff. So, is I mean, is it? Can I take it that Neutron is going to kind of focus on the DeFi side of things? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, so b before Neutron had a name, we referred to it as a DeFi hub because that that's really what we optimize for. Um, I do think that there are other use cases that in you know either in the near future or in the medium term uh, will become very um, like that Neutron will become very suitable for. Um, but if you look at, for example, games, they they need to have access to like consistent block space, very fast finality, low fees. That's not necessarily what Neutron optimizes for in this initial release, but for any like uh, any financial application that needs to be one secure, two to have the ability to expand across um, as many like to reach new markets in order to continue growing and to service like more users and 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 have access to more capital uh, and more liquidity, then Neutron is is basically going to be the best platform in in Cosmos. On a personal level, I'm I'm definitely quite excited by this. Um, just to cycle back to a tweet thread that's shared at the top of this space from Neutron. I mean, the first the first tweet really grabbed me, and I'm, I'm hoping maybe you can expand on on this, please. But I just love how it says Neutron is going to be changing the face of Cosmos DeFi. So, I mean, how can you just sort of whet our appetites for how you're going to be doing that? I think there's a few levels. Um, the most basic level is there isn't that much DeFi in Cosmos at all currently, right? So the first way that Neutron is going to participate to changing this is by, you know, we're we're doing a lot of work in order to bring the best like the best apps in every DeFi vertical um, to Neutron in order to really bootstrap an ecosystem where, um, you know, there are actually DeFi applications to use. So. The ability to trade, the ability to take on leverage, to short assets, to borrow, to lend, um, to you know access some derivatives of your assets, whether that's um, liquid staking derivatives or just um, kind of like like perps and, and and other types of contracts, NFTs, 
um, all of this. Um, so that, that's kind of like the first level. The second one is it's also likely to change the way that people interact with the ex existing applications in Cosmos. Um, one of the major pain points, I guess, in Cosmos right now is that whenever you want to use an application, you have to take your assets from wherever they are, bridge to that chain manually um, over IBC, and then start using that app. And then probably at the end, you'll want to bridge back in order to be able to kind of like store your assets where you want to keep them. Um, that's a ton of manual operations. That's a ton of friction that really doesn't need to be there. Like the, the, the user shouldn't have to um, do all of that manual work, essentially. And using Neutron's infrastructure, you can actually make very simple small contracts that automate um, all of these and package them into a sequence of execution that can be, you know, that only require one signature and then the, the small contracts will, will handle all the rest for you. So for example, if you have um, Atom on Neutron and you would like to be, um, you know, to instead have a LP token for, um, you know, the Atom Osmo pool on Osmosis, for example, you can go to a very simple smart contract on Neutron that will automate all of the required actions. So you just, you know, you say you want to have that LP token, the number of Atom you want to uh, inject into the um, into the execution path, and then you sign, it will take the, the Atom, bridge it to Osmosis, swap half of it to Osmo, provide both of the tokens to, um, like, like both sides of the tokens as liquidity on Osmosis, and return the, the LP token directly to your wallet so you can bond it into the, um, into the liquidity pool to earn rewards. Um, that's just an example, kind of like out of the blue, but, but most of the applications that currently exist in Cosmos can be, um, can be accessed in this way um, in order to remove a lot of the, the kind of like the friction and the, the amount of work that is required to actually use these applications. And what, what this does is that like effectively Neutron is likely to become kind of like a portal to the rest of, of Cosmos. Um, it also provides a shared execution layer to all of these kind of like disjointed applications because if they deploy um, outposts that are also capable of conducting, like of providing services, like for example, uh, an outpost of a DEX that contains some degree of liquidity, then that protocol that exists on its own chain but has this deployment can use that deployment in order to start interacting and composing synchronously with with our other applications. Um, that's kind of like level two, and then the the third level, I, I guess, is Neutron really enables and makes viable. Um, an architecture that we're starting to see uh, becoming more popular in Cosmos, which is kind of like this outpost model, um, like architecture that I think was pioneered by Marsh Protocol. The idea is essentially, rather than um, limiting your protocol to one chain or one market, um, you can actually make it expand, scale it across any market where there is demand for that service or that product um, by deploying an outpost kind of like a satellite of your of your application um, onto that chain. That outpost behaves like a first-class citizen uh, of that chain. It's, you know, one more dApp. But rather than being kind of like a standalone deployment, like, for example, SushiSwap. SushiSwap exists on multiple chains, but the liquidity that it has is segregated by chain, right? It doesn't communicate or share any of the benefits when it comes to, to liquidity. The only benefits that it gets from uh, being on these multiple chains, perhaps, is the, the fact that you know, if you've trusted Sushi on one chain or, or Curve or uh, Aave, Uniswap, uh, well, not, not Uniswap, I guess, but uh, Aave or, or others, if you've trusted them on one chain and, and it worked well, you're more likely to trust them on another chain. Well, the outpost model essentially allows you to go beyond this by also um, 
benefiting from the fact that you can pull liquidity or or um, or other effects from from the fact that you exist in these multiple chains. So, for example, you could have a um, a money market that exists that has like deployments on multiple chains, and you can deposit collateral on one chain and borrow on another. Or you have um, a dex that has like you know you deposit liquidity on one chain, but then the protocol kind of like reallocates that liquidity um, onto like between its deployments based on where there's the most demand for it, so that it maximizes the fees that you're getting as an LP by maximizing how you know how you utilize the the liquidity that you provided um, is. And so these these protocols, in order to achieve this, usually rely on a hub, meaning as kind of like a central set of smart contract or a central app, app chain that does the accounting for the rest of for the kind of like superstructure that the protocol is. Um, for example, the hubs can collect the fees generated by all of the satellites, by all the outposts. They can help um, you know facilitate governance so that the decisions are taken they are taken via the hub and then they're executed on the outposts um, via crush and governance um, essentially um, that that kind of stuff. The problem of hubs in general is that they need to be very, very secure because they're, you know, they're the admin of the all of all of the other deployments, and so they need a high degree of security, um, both both like um, in terms of proof of stake security, but as as well in terms of like the the actual technical security, um, and they also in general don't generate fees themselves. Like they they don't generate income. They're more of a back end. Part of the protocol and so they need the highest security available and they need it at the lowest cost because any cost that they incur is um drawing the the, the bottom line of the of the entire protocol down essentially it's a it's a cost that's imposed on the profitability of the protocol itself and so like so that's requirement one and two and the last one is they need to be able to coordinate their their other deployments on other chains and so they need some degree of caution infrastructure and guess what like neutron provides um all of these Things and actually optimize for all of these things. And so by providing developers with the ability to build these crushing protocols way more easily um, and to ensure their security and profitability, or at least make it more, more, like, uh, more easily for them to be profitable, um, it, it's likely that we're going to see more and more of these types of protocols and that it will start kind of like changing the way that we interact with DeFi protocols because it does like once you have this plus neutrons kind of like ability to generate proxies for for bringing um services from app chains to neutrons users essentially um then you start getting in, into that that place where it doesn't really matter um uh, which chain you're on anymore um what matters is just like hey what dap do i want to use i was really enjoying just like listening to that thanks again speed i mean it, it sounds fascinating and to be Fair, it's pretty complex, and um, in my mind, anyway, I mean, it definitely seems to be fitting into this like twenty twenty three narrative of just like interchain, um, cooperation and and interoperability. Um, I mean, just thinking about neutron, it just sounds like such an amazing idea. Are, I mean, are there other L ones in development that that are maybe trying to compete with what you're doing, or you see them as competition? I think there's a lot of like projects trying to be DeFi hubs, um, or 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 like to be kind of like an alternative smart contract platform. In terms of like this crushing focus, I guess um, I don't know. Well, I, actually, I know one. I think Icon is trying to do something similar, but rather than 
like the the difference between icon and neutron is that icon kind of like developed its own standard for crushing operations and while you know that that's perfectly fine i i think the problem there is that you're then limited by the adoption of that specific standard um the point of us building on ibc is that one ibc is already you know ha- already has some degree of adoption there's a lot of team contributing to ibc building on top of ibc and two um it's designed to be kind of like as trustless and as secure as possible, um, which makes it over the long term um, a really, really good candidate, essentially, for being the winning standards um, of how these chains are connected. However, this is the piece we had with Sonny. Sonny would always mute when he finished speaking, so I knew that I could come back in or not. So thanks for adopting the same technique, Spade. Um, so you, you mentioned at the start about how Neutron's a consumer chain. So the validators on Neutron are really are just going to be the validators on the Cosmos Hub. So if, if I'm staking some Atom on the Cosmos Hub and I'm getting my Atom staking rewards, and when Neutron goes live, as an Atom staker, I'm going to benefit. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So I, I, I guess there's two ways we can take this question. The first one is, um, do you think it's useful to kind of like describe how this technology works or should we just like uh, dive into what that means for, 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 for stakers? I think both would be fantastic. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming I'm going to get extra staking rewards. That's kind of nice. But yeah, technology, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, for sure. So as, as you said, like interest in security um, or also known as replicated security, or also known as ICS, because um, why have only one name, you know, when you can have like 25? Um, but yeah, this technology, what it does is that essentially it allows two standalone blockchains like the Cosmos Hub and Neutron, um, who are composed of kind of like, you know, they have different layers that do that perform different tasks. You have the, the consensus layer, you have the settlement layer, execution layer, um, the data availability layer. Um, they allow those two chains to have, you know, the, the entire stack, but with one minor difference, which is that um, the validator that participates that participate in the consensus layer of the consumer chain, so the um, like Neutron in this case, um, are not chosen by Neutron depending on the amount of Neutron tokens that they're staking. They're uh, they're appointed, I guess, by the Cosmos Hub according to their atom stakes. Um, and essentially the hub, so the provider chain, tells the consumer chain who are the validators that are supposed to be running nodes for it. And then the consumer chain checks that they are indeed doing their work, like doing their job and running a node and you know producing the blocks. Um, and if they don't, then the consumer chain can send a message to the provider chain, to the Cosmos hub, to tell the, con- to, to tell the provider chain that, hey, this, uh, here's a proof that this validator is not doing their job. Uh, please slash them. And then once that proof is received by the Cosmos Hub, they get slashed on their atom stake directly. Um, the point of this setup is that it allows the consumer chain, so in this case Neutron, to inherit the security properties of the Cosmos Hub. So, you know, the more atom is staked, the more Neutron is secure. Um, now, for users, what it means, and for users and especially stakers in practice, what this means is that 
there will be um, a governance proposal for Neutron um, sometimes next month, most probably, um, that will propose to launch Neutron on interchain security with kind of like a few parameters to explain, you know, what the chain does, um, how it's going to share, um, like how it's going to pay for the the, the service of providing security um, and, and a few things like this. And if people, you know, see the value of Neutron, they can vote yes. And after a while, Neutron will just spin up automatically uh, because the validators will pick up the, 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 the code of the blockchain and start running it, essentially. Um, and whenever, like the, the agreement for Neutron is likely to look something like 25% of the transaction fees or the revenue of the blockchain um, is going to be shared with the hub. And so that means that anytime somebody pays transaction fees on Neutron, for example, 25% of that value is going to go to the hub. Um, yeah, that's kind of like a, a very basic overview of, of, of how it works. So as, a, as an Atom staker, um, you will get the inflation and transaction fees on the hub like you did before, as well as um, additional tokens that come from Neutron's transaction fees. Um, most likely, um, three tokens will be acceptable, like accepted for, for paying fees on Neutron. Um, Atom, obviously. NTRN, so like Neutron's token, obviously, um, as well as USDC, because paying, like one of the problems of, well, one of the problems of paying in volatile assets is that, you know, you spend that just that little bit of ETH or Atom or NTRN now, and then in, in two or three years, it's worth um, 15 times more. So it, it hurts a bit inside, I guess. Um, so some people prefer to, to pay in, uh, in, stab in stable coins as well. So to kind of like make the UX a bit simpler, we we made sure that these three assets at least were were supported, meaning that you don't need to go to an exchange to buy neutron tokens in order to make your first transaction. You can just bridge, uh, you know, Atom or USDC, and in the future we'll probably enable other assets um, to be used to pay for fees. Um, once we can set up a secure mechanism that cannot be front run um, easily to swap these fees and consolidate, consolidate them into, you know, just one or two assets. Um, because if we enabled this from the get-go, the risk would be that we would end up kind of like distributing dust to both the Neutron Treasury as well as the Cosmos Hub stakers. Um, and while it's nice to get like 0 0.00001 stars, um, I don't think it's like usually worth claiming. So um, also, it's, it's not about stars or anything. I could have used any token here. Um, but yeah, basically that that's kind of like what it what it will look like for for people once Neutron is live. So sort of in the middle of your answer there, I'm not 100 percent sure I fully grasped your meaning. But you were saying there's going to be a governance proposal, um, before Neutron launches. And yeah, that's that going to be a proposal. So that's going to be a governance Sorry. proposal on the Cosmos Hub. Right. Right. Yeah. So like basically, so, like from a technical point of view, what's going on with this proposal is that. We're saying, hey, look at this code, right? With a link to the binary, basically, of the chain to be launched. Look at this code. Here's what it does. Do you want to launch it on interchain security and then, you know, be the validators uh, for it and accrue the, the and like earn 25% of the revenue that it generates? Um, and then the Cosmos community as a whole, so the validators and the stakers decide yes or no. And if they decide yes, then it starts a one-week period when the validators are kind of like um, asked to take the, the code, start running a node for it, 
And if two thirds of the voting power starts, you know, like reaches consensus and starts producing block, then the chain is officially live and it's, you know, live on interest in security. That's, that just brings a smile to my face thinking about all this. And so just so I've got it clear in my head then, the current Cosmos Hub validators don't all necessarily have to become neutron validators, just as long as two thirds reach consensus, as you say. Actually, they're, they're good theoretical. Um, oh, they do. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, they, they, they do because... Um, so in the uh, in the the initial intrusion security development roadmap, um, the team that develops intrusion security in formal systems um, envisioned that they would be able to release a, a second version of the technology that would allow validators to choose whether or not they wanted to secure specific chains. The problem there is that while um, you know the whole set of a chain, the whole set of the Cosmos Hub may be secure, um, if you allow like validators to opt in or out of securing specific chains, you might end up in situations where the subset of the hub that validates that specific chain is very unbalanced in terms of the voting power that it has. So let's say, for example, you know, Stakefish, which has um, roughly 5% of the voting power on the hub um, and, and the last five validators in the Cosmos Hub's validator set um, are the only six validators to decide to validate Neutron then you end up in a situation where Stakefish has 90% plus of the voting power and all of the other validators are, are there, but they have so little stake compared to Stakefish that they're essentially irrelevant. Uh, and in this case, you know, it's obviously I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating um, because most likely there would be more than just six validators opting in. Um, but, but, you know, you can't predict that the distribution will be so that no entity has enough to halt the chain on its own whim or to, you know, even corrupt the chain and start signing blocks that are, um, that are, that are malicious essentially. Um, so th that's kind of like the, the initial difficulty that made it so that it's not in the initial release of interest in security. Um, that's the reason why it doesn't allow this. And, and it's a very serious problem. So the initial, uh, release that, that is going to launch in the next month, basically is one where as soon as two-thirds of the validators have decided that, yes, we want to start producing blocks for, for that chain and start actually doing so, um, then you know, the, the whole interest in security kind of like system is already in place. And so if other validators don't join, then the clock starts ticking um, for their slashing penalty, essentially. Um, and so if they, you know, if they don't sign any of the blocks that they're required to, they end up getting slashed on their atoms on the Cosmos Hub. So effectively, they're forced. Like, if the hub starts running a consumer chain, then every validator of the hub is is uh, is like in effect forced to run that chain as well. I love that. That's a, that's a really elegant solution to um, to incentivize the validators to become um, validators for these consumer chains. So, I mean, we're we're talking about this just now, but just so I can get it clear in my head, how, how does governance work on Neutron? Is it going to be atom stakers controlling the governance or not quite? Not quite. So, you know, like this is actually something where we probably will see different models depending on the consumer chains and how they want to work. Some 
more like infrastructure oriented consumer chains will probably you know just use atom tokens as their fee token and then only use the cosmos hub like uh, governance in order to govern this piece of infrastructure because it's to be considered more of, of as an extension of the hub than a standalone chain um chains like neutron are kind of like on the opposite end of the spectrum they're kind of like an ecosystem of their own they're part of the the hubs community but they need to have some degree of self-determination and so they need to have their own uh, governance system to 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 kind of like manage the the, the zones parameter um, there's multiple ways to do that technically the one that we've adopted which made the more sense for neutron is we've actually implemented neutron's governance as um, using dao daos daos smart contract dao is a suite of tools for creating and managing daos um, and their treasuries um, so we've essentially We've used the modules that they created. We combine them in a way that's unique to Neutron and developed a few more. Uh, we can talk about that later, uh, I, I guess. And what we do is that we have a module in the, in the chain itself that is the admin module, and it points to the core smart contract of that DAO implementation um, and gives it admin privileges over the zones parameter, meaning that the decisions that are taken via the smart contract governance can be executed and change the parameter of the blockchain themselves, like itself. Yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, I've not fully got my head around all the stuff that DaoDao is going to be bringing to not just Juno, but the whole whole cosmos. Um, but from what you said earlier and from what I've read, there's definitely going to be a Neutron token. I seem to remember reading it was going to be called Reno at one stage, but I think NTRN sounds, I don't know, a bit more grown up. And maybe I was mistaken there. But I mean, can you talk a little bit about tokens? Like, are Atom Stakers going to get tokens? A bit more about tokenomics, how, how many there's going to be, et cetera. Um, yeah, there, there are some boundaries to what I can share at this point um, here because of kind of like legal considerations. Um, there's, you know, we, we will release more information when, when possible. Um, and uh, in any case, you know, like as a, like neutral itself, because it will be governed by its token and because it, you know, it requires the, the consent of the hub to launch, um, kind of like depends on the consent of these participants as well. Right. So we're, we're preparing designs, but, um, they, the community at the end will be kind of like the, the one that actually design like, uh, decides how a lot of these will work. Um, but. I guess like what I can tell you a bit more about is the design philosophy um, that kind of like guided some of the positions that we'll make, which is that in general, smart contract platform tokens um, have to fulfill two specific roles uh, at the same time. The first one being to create an incentives game that keeps the platform secure, that keeps the validators um, earning money and being loyal to the chain. Um, and um, at the same time that it does this, also um, creates an incentives games that hopefully sponsors the growth of the ecosystem on top of it, right? But Neutron, because it's using interesting security, um, doesn't really have to, to perform that first mission, doesn't really have to care about the like incentivizing the, the validators. And so as a result of this, it can afford to be fairly different to a lot of, the, of token designs that we've seen in, in Cosmos. Um, it can afford to have low or zero inflation if it wants to. Um, it can afford to 
basically it has way more control over its monetary policy than some other chains um which is a which has been like a kind of like a very interesting design space to explore um so yeah like i guess look out for the announcements and documentation about this uh, there there'll be more information coming soon i guess kind of sounds like you're smiling as well when you're talking about this stuff yeah so i, I mean just just going back to what you said earlier the the cosmos hub validators and the delegators by extension are going to be incentivized to validate on neutron and, and they're going to get paid not by any any inflation in neutron tokens it's purely going to be fees 25 percent of the fees going back to the cosmos hub yep so right. yeah yeah i mean actually like once again like this there will be a lot more information about this in the proposal to launch neutron but from a kind of like a high level overview there's there's essentially three ways that a consumer chain can generate revenue for the hub and, and pay for its security, essentially. Um, the first one is transaction fees, obviously, or any kind of fees, actually. Um, so, you know, for example, if you're an application, you like, like for example, Osmosis. Osmosis don't, doesn't force you to pay transaction fees, but it does take a fee when you're doing swaps, right? Um, that, that's a perfectly viable model here as well. The only point is that, like, you need to generate some degree of fees in order to to distribute them to the hub if that's the way that um, the, the, the main tool that you're going to use to pay for your security. Another tool that can be used is simply to have a token and to um, either have an allocation or kind of like a specific amount of time or to just inflate the supply and share some of that inflation with the hub. Um, and the last, uh, the last tool is actually um, to drive appreciation to the atom token. And kind of like the tricky thing about ICS, which is something that I think is going to be important to keep in mind in the future, is that that last lever, when we model it, is actually the most powerful lever. Um, accruing value to Atom and propping up the price of Atom is actually going to be the, the lever that is going to more, most directly impact the um, revenue for the validators and for the stakers. The problem of this, though, is that it's also the hardest parameter to quantify, and so there's it's likely to it's likely to create some kind of like confusion in the future because appraising how much value a consumer chain actually brings to the hub is going to be very difficult for for this because you know you can forget about this part of the equation, but stuff like for example having USDC in the Cosmos ecosystem is likely to add a lot of value. But how are you going to measure how much of the price increase or how much of the price is correlated to that fact being true? Um, so yeah, in, a, in any case, like in the case of Neutron, um, we're fortunate enough to basically have access to these three levers. Um, Neutron will generate fees, not just from transaction fees, um, and it will share 25% um, of these with, with the hub. And it will have a token. And so while it is likely to not have inflation or have low inflation, um, the like it's only fair that the hub community gets some of them um, in some mechanism. Um, and then the last one is that because it's going to drive a ton of activity to the hub, uh, build around Atom and NTRN, uh, build a whole DeFi ecosystem around these two tokens, it's going to you know drive demand to these tokens, drive like add utility to these tokens 
um, take some of these tokens off of the circulations because they're you know provided in liquidity pool or or like lent as collateral on a, on on the money sorry on the money market or used in treasuries that kind of stuff. Um, so those are kind of like some of the some of the elements to take into account when thinking about whether or not like uh, about appraising the the value that a chain is bringing to the hub i guess um as i mentioned we're we're going to go into a bit more detail in our props so looking forward to that too <laughs> yeah absolutely I, yeah i mean you you've really helped me get my head around and i'm sure i'm not the only one in this space about the whole sort of ics and driving value towards the atom token i remember hearing stuff like watching youtubes about cosmoverse and and they were discussing yeah like ics is going to be great for atom value but i didn't quite understand why that was going to be the case um yeah that's been i think there's something i've learned on this space yeah for sure for sure um i think like obviously it's a it it's quite a complex topic right so as i said there's three levers um in in which um a chain can accrue value to the hub in, in general, transaction fees, well, I mean, any kind of fees that it generates, um, allocating tokens, and then the last one being um, kind of like driving value to like supporting the price of Atom itself. Uh, but beyond this, there's also like other mechanisms, like the, I think, long-term for ICS to be as much value additive to the hub as possible, there's a few things that need to be done over the next few years. The first one is to really improve the, the distribution of stake in the Cosmos subs validator set. Because the more distributed the, the, the stake is, the better distribute like the better distributed, yes, the, the the revenue from ICS is going to be across the validator set. And um, it's really important in order to not only you know have a decentralized network, but keep a decentralized network over time that this distribution improves. Um, that's that's kind of like a, a first element. And the second one is there are kind of like additional ways to monetize um, interchain security. One of the ways, for example, is the consumer chains are in most cases going to be very early stage projects, right? And so there are opportunities to find um, coincidences of of wants and needs between the hub and between um, like between the hub and the consumer chains. So, for example, if you take at if you take a look at Neutron. Um, Neutron is trying to build the DeFi ecosystem in order to do that, in order to bootstrap more utility and to have access to primitives like money markets, which require a baseline uh, amount of liquidity. It needs to have sufficient liquidity, right? But that's, you know, that's kind of like the usual problem in, in, um, in DeFi, right? So Neutron has a want or a need that is to access liquidity early on to really bootstrap its ecosystem. And the hub on the other side, um, may want to have the opportunity to invest in Neutron very early on, so that it benefits from that, like the success of Neutron, and has direct kind of like, um, like it, they're directly derived profits from the the success of that consumer chain, right? And so token swaps can be a tool here that's used to basically solve these two needs. Um, on the one hand, it provides liquidity to Neutron in the short term um, at the cost of you know the zone's equity, I guess, but it helps bootstrap the ecosystem. And for the hub, it allows the hub to access um, a treasury asset that if the project is indeed successful, and you know, if, you, if, if as a community, we don't think your consumer chain is going to ever be successful, we probably just shouldn't launch it on security. But 
if we, you know, if we are ready to launch it as on interest in security, we probably want to bet on its success because we're essentially doing that already. Um, and doing a token swap allows you to essentially get the, you know, materialize that upside in the, like very directly, essentially. So there are, there are other ways um, that can be built on top of interest in security to monetize this and, and really make that economic model more profitable and, and more viable as well. Awesome. We've spoken for about 50 minutes so far. Um, I'm aware your time is precious. Um, yeah, we've all got things to do. So, it, I mean, we've got another 10 minutes or so. So is there anything, I mean, you're like the inside man. Is there any sort of question you would like to pose to Spade to try and eke out some more alpha? Um, <laughs> put me on the spot. I've um, put you on the spot, exactly. I should have yeah, yeah completely, completely, completely. Uh, but that's okay. It's what I'm here for, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to be honest with you, there's no like particular alpha that I'd like to sort of drive out of Spade. Um, it's just Afriki's given like a very sort of detailed overview of, of the situation and, and what's kind of coming up. Um, and yeah, what we've got five, 10 minutes left or so now. So, I mean, like, I'm sort of like happy to hang around and, and sort of ask, answer any sort of detailed questions if uh, Spade needs to go at 11. Um, but yeah, I think maybe we should just invite people to ask any questions if they want to do that. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Awesome. Well, Yep, Soy is a veteran of um, Twitter Spaces, so he'll be able to bring people up or I can do it as well. Um, so if anyone's got a question, just put that invite up and we'll bring you up. I mean, while we're waiting on that, um, Spade was talking about the vote that's going to go out to the Cosmos. Um, could you give us any more details regarding the sort of timeline for launch? Yeah, there's um, there's been a slight delay with the um, the actual proposal, which is called the Lambda upgrade, um, which is actual pro- proposal to launch uh, interchain security. Now, um, that's because of the I think there was like a, a bug with Quicksilver or something something like this, and so they've had to like put through another proposal first, and then get get that sorted out. And so I think we're looking at maybe like mid uh, around about the twentieth of February. I think it is that that proposal should go live. Um, so yeah, we've got that proposal to actually launch interchain security, and then you'll get the proposal from Neutron um, on the Cosmos Hub to approve Neutron as as a consumer chain. So uh, I'd say what we're on now, the twenty sixth of Jan. So yeah, like three weeks, something like that or so, before we start seeing the the, pro- the uh, proposals go live. Oh, I'm I'm not sure it's going to take so much time. Um, it's just difficult to know right now because there's kind of like dependencies on other teams and 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 stuff happening. But basically, yeah, like the proposal on our end is is basically ready. We're just waiting for, you know, kind of like all the checks um, to make sure that it's it's well thought out, basically. And then once it's re- once it's ready to show the community, we'll uh, and the time has come, we'll uh, we'll be putting it to the forums. But it's like we have to wait for the the first interchange security pro- proposal to go live, right? Hmm. Not necessarily. I think it's it kind of makes sense, but it's it's not really necessary either. Okay. Like it, it kind of depends. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's oh, not. Oh, 100% oh you, you you meant you you meant on you meant on voting for it to go yeah. to vote. Oh yeah, no, obviously yes. The the like ICS as a technology needs to be on the hub before we can start voting on whether or not to launch Neutron on intrusion security. Uh, I mainly meant on the forums, like the the publication sure, sure, on the sure. forum is a bit more flexible. But yes, to go on chain, it 
like the Lambda upgrade needs to happen first. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my fault, I, I missed out a step. So I mean, like, for example, the, the interchange security proposal has been on the Cosmos Hub forum since I think like the middle of December. Uh, so it gives people like some opportunities to give some feedback and ask some questions and ask for some clarification. Uh, and, and we'll do the same with the, the Neutron proposal. But yeah, in terms of it going on chain, it's the ICS proposal first, then the Neutron uh, proposal. So over the next couple of weeks, you know, we should start to see things start to move. I think we have a speaker on stage now. Yep, we've got Charles first and then Marty, if that's all right, Marty. Hey, guys. Yep. Charles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, GM everyone. Yeah, my question is in regards to perhaps airdrops and stick drops. You've only made mention of Atom Stick has been eligible for future neutron airdrops. I don't know, you know that chain that will be viable for the drops in the future. Like, do you have to stick any of that? So things are set from Atom to the major for the Neutron Drops. Sorry, was, was that Charles there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hi. Um, yeah, uh, and you're basically asking um, what's going to happen as regards airdrops um, to Atom stakers, right? So you, you, yeah, you I asked... Okay, I, I asked a question regarding the stick drop. You guys only made mention of uh, Atom Stake has been eligible for the drops. I was asking if there's any other chain that will be staked for people to be eligible for the drops. So we haven't announced anything regarding any airdrop. So there might be one, there may not be one. Um, as I said, like these things anyway depend on the Cosmos community because like whatever the code contains, like whatever the code that we submit to the proposal contains, um, first, the, pro the the community is free to not um, launch it. Um, two, it may also modify this code as well. So, you know, it kind of like doesn't really depend on us. Like we'll be proposing something for sure. Um, but basically, at the end of the day, it really like what really matters is like what the Cosmos community wants to do with it. All of our code is open source. So. You know, if we uh, let's say we propose to airdrop fifty percent of um, of the supply of a token that we could call fifty, like uh, NTRN, um, maybe the Cosmos community thinks that's too much. It could change the um, the binary to make an airdrop that's smaller, or the contrary. You know, so I guess we'll have to look at the proposal and when it goes on chain to really know like what kind of drop may or may not happen. Do you see my drift? Yeah, so I think to put that another way, um, <laughs> we're um, we're not going to sort of ex explicitly say exactly what's going to happen with the airdrop, and, and you just have to sort of wait and see what the proposal looks like when it goes on chain. And also, like, and literally, also what the the customer community wants to do with it, because, like, as I said, like our role in this, like, that's one of the things that's interesting about intrusion security as well, is that it's effectively it's a mechanism to to launch blockchains in a decentralized manner. Here, it's not like, you know, our team making the project from A to Z and then once ready, deciding to spin it up and just like, you know, making a few nodes and waiting for other people to join the networks. Um, here, we're literally saying like, okay, here's the work that we've done. Um, you know, we propose to launch it together. Um, if, you're, if you agree with us with the vision, what we tried to do and the systems that we developed to do that, uh, well, just take it and run it, you know? Um, so that, that's kind of like something that, that needs to be, that it's kind of like a, sh a shift of 
reference uh, in, in how these things are started, I guess. That was, yeah, thanks for that pretty comprehensive response, guys. Thanks for waiting, Marty. You're up. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm just um, um, uh, Hello, sorry. Yeah, please, but I want to just address um, something. Oh, sorry. Tell corporate, sorry, please to check the tickets in the Discord server. I did send in a message. Hi, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got that. I replied to you yesterday uh, and you didn't come back to me. So uh, after we're done with this, I'll, I'll come and talk to you on Discord. Uh, Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, Marty, you all right? Uh, yeah, uh, I like the idea a lot to be able to be uh, pay fees with USDC. I was just curious if you guys, I guess, would be proposing or have an idea if it would be like XLR or Gravity or maybe uh, native USDC will be around or would that be up to Cosmos governance or uh, what would that look like? So initially, um... Like the general asset issuance, like USDC is coming um, to Cosmos natively this year. Um, but the chain that will facilitate this, the chain that will be enabling Circle to mint or burn USDC in, in Cosmos, um, will actually be deployed after Neutron launches. So initially, the version of USDC that's used is very, very, very likely to be Axel or bridged USDC. But once the general asset issuance chain uh, comes live, and once native USDC is available um, in the Cosmos hub, kind of like an economic zone and in Cosmos, then we'll we'll use this instead. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. These are the smarter sure. people who control everything. They're smarter than us, and we should just be obedient. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting take. No, that's kind of that, dry that humor, motherfucker. Did you read that? Did you? Oh my should, should I? Should I make? It's before the war shed here. Um, Wendy, we got you up as a speaker. I have big old titties. I want someone to burn on my titties and give me stinky titties. Mm-mm. <laughs> that's a really interesting end to this. Uh, to this space, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I think that's well, a definite top signal for the for the space. Absolutely. Well, Finn from Terra Spaces will, once he gets up and get around to doing some editing for us, so I'm sure he's going to do an excellent job as always. But yeah, thanks very much, Speed and Soy, for being here from Neutron sure. for the fourth in the series of Founders series interviews from TFM. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited for Neutron myself. Looking forward to your launch. Thanks very much. Any closing words, guys? Yeah. Um, um, Go on, go on. I was just going to say thanks a lot for having us. Um, been uh, sort of following these spaces every week, and um, it's a nice little series. You've got meeting the founders of all the, the sort of the most important chains in the cosmos, and uh, yeah, very happy to sort of come and take part. Yeah, same. Thanks for having us. Um, thanks for the good questions, guys. Um, hope we did provide interesting information to to all of you. Um, if you have any additional questions or anything that you thought wasn't clear or wasn't addressed in this space, feel free to basically come hit us up like we do try to spend as much time as possible on um, being available for questions and stuff in in telegram and in discord as well so yeah if you you know if you're curious and want to learn more about neutron there's our website the usual and then you can also ask us questions directly cheers awesome thanks again guys and that mega thread at the top of this space i recommend that as well thanks everyone for joining we'll hopefully see you again next week cheers speed cheers soy Cheers. Yeah.
Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the TFM Founder Series, hosted by Rebel DeFi, chatting with Spade, GM of Neutron. Recorded on Thursday, January 26, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often ate the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle Kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Over shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Terror spaces.